Hey everyone, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Just Another Smoke Break. Today's smoke break will feature my best friend, Jodeci. Hi guys. So today's topic is going to be very, very fun to dig into. Uh, We're going to call it Define Bullshit, Self-Acknowledgement. So, you know, a lot of times in life, we love to call out everybody else and their bullshit, but can't stand to be called out on our own bullshit. So today we're calling ourselves out on our bullshit, (laughs) along with everyone else. So I'm going to kick it off with, you know, a lot of times the bullshit that I do that I don't like to be called out on is I have it where my, I get called out on it, but I don't like to. Is I don't finish a lot of things. When I say finish, that means I will eat off plates and leave it sitting there. <laughs> I'm just lucky I'm with somebody that loves to clean behind me. Um, also, I am uh, I can be a non-communicator in some situations, and I want this disclose why I'm feeling how I'm feeling, or if I even have ill feelings at the time. I like to wait and get it together, but sometimes it can cause other bullshit basically because that person feels like oh you are being fake and it's like no I'm just not ready to tell you about the bullshit you did Mm -hmm. just yet Mm -hmm. I'm holding out until I know that my bullshit won't rub your bullshit but you're gonna fuck up our shit Mm -hmm. (laughs) so that's my view what do you think I mean for me like my bullshit that I have a hard time being self aware of is I think I'm too critical of myself yeah. And which in turn means that I can't accept like the good qualities that I have. But the real reason that that's a problem for me is because it affects my family. When I'm not, you know, 100 for myself and loving the good qualities that I have and I'm putting myself down, then my kids are seeing that and they're thinking that that's okay. And then my husband sees that and it, it's a trickle effect. Right. I mean, I'm the, I can definitely get that because I was the same way. Um, and I think sometimes when we have a lot of mental things going on or have had mental blocks that are placed younger in ages, you know, mm-hmm. when we were kids, um, sometimes that stuff sticks around mm-hmm. because I now I have people that will tell me, uh, oh, you look good. Oh, I love the shape you are. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but I was a skinny kid growing up. Mm-hmm. So the low self-esteem sometimes can still be there. Mm-hmm. And it's still to the point I can't accept it either. You're like, oh, you make this outfit look good. I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, and it's like sometimes I can be the confident person to step out and be like, I'm trying to be outside of that box today. Mm-hmm. But in the back of your head, you're still thinking, Right. Right. Is this a good look on me? Uh, yeah, you know, people say stuff. Are you being real with me? Are you being fake with me? Uh-huh. Like, so I think that's one thing I've acknowledged. And as I grow, I start telling myself statements of validation. And if it's things about me that I don't like, and right. I'm like, let me work towards fixing that or changing that. Right. Just because I don't want to keep getting up every day hating something about me. Right. Well, and I think the other part of that, too, is that it's a cycle. You know, for me, if I continue to talk about myself in that type of way, my kids are going to see that. They're going to talk about themselves in that same way. 
So at some point, someone has to break the cycle. Someone has to say, that's not how we're going to talk about ourselves. That's not how we are going to be. And I don't ever want my kids to look at themselves as not enough because their worth is so significant, you know? Yeah. And I think, as I don't have kids yet. Thank God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but as a person that wants to have them, I feel like that's, you know, I don't, want, I'm like you, I don't want to pass that on down generations because I feel like in our generations, a lot of time, the family didn't work to overcome those for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, I'm going to tell you you worked it, but then I'm going to treat you different. Right. And so then it's like, and and sometimes it's, it's weird how it works and, and not just even in the black community, but just in general, right. because we'll tell our kids, you can be the best and be what you are going to be and then put them down like five minutes later. And right. it's like, hold up. Like, did you, didn't you just tell me I could be the best, but now I'm a jackass? Like, right. what's up? <laughs> well, and it's funny too, because this is actually like a big thing in the parenting community now is stop telling your t- children do as I say, not as I do. Right. No, you need to be a role model for your kids. So a hundred percent, like I, that's part of the issues when I was growing up too, is what was being told to me was a hundred percent different from how I was being treated. And, and again, that's why I am where right. I am now. And so like in self-acknowledgement, especially on doing a smoke break, a smoke break is mental free. Mm-hmm. Um, so mentally, what do you think like as you have become aware of what's going on and have acknowledged those like what what is your steps as far as what you plan to do so for me i feel like awareness is power like once you are self-aware then you now have the power to change it when you make that step to be aware of those issues you can now start working on how to free yourself from those issues and heal yeah i completely agree Mm -hmm. um i think like going through I went through a couple of breakdowns, and of course, sometimes it takes you to go through those moments to get to where you are trying to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them, I think I really had to, it was it was the first one I like cried for self. I think normally I would cry in, in the midst of the situation being about how I just gave too much to others, but in this I cried because I didn't give enough to self. Mm-hmm. And I had let myself get to a point where I told myself I hated myself. And it was okay in that moment for me to say that because it was a lot of stuff about me that I disliked. And it was I disliked it because it was characteristics I developed that wasn't for me, mm-hmm. but was for everybody else. Right. So then it was like, no, I don't really like that, but I'm doing it because this person likes it and that's how they like me to be. So now I'm trying to be that. And it's like, if I got to alter me mm-hmm. to be around you, then you're not actually catering to your right. own needs. I'm not catering to my own needs. And then I'm, I'm faking. I'm being fake with you. Mm-hmm. So then it's like because I really don't like it, but I do it because I care. And I think the thing where people get that screwed up is sometimes you can do things that may be a little bit outside of you every once in a blue moon, mm-hmm. but it's not. it shouldn't be a daily thing. It shouldn't be a minute-by-minute thing that I'm doing this because... It's, I just I'm trying to cater to you, but it's like, what is that person doing to cater back? Like, where if the energy is not cycling around, if we're not feeding off of each other in that nature, right. then why am I giving you a privilege that right. I'm not entitled to myself? Or like, you know, we kind of grew up feeling like it'd be selfish to cater to ourselves, yeah. but I think sometimes we have to acknowledge that it's not selfish; it's self love. Yeah. 
And I think we have, like, once we acknowledge that, because a lot of people haven't acknowledged how self-love works. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, my value is off of what people say. Mm-hmm. Um, my looks, what I think of myself is off of what other people mm-hmm. say. How I act throughout the day is off of what other people say. Like, you have given so much control away, so then how can you love you when everything you do is dependent upon everybody else? Right. So, I can definitely agree with that because, like like you said, me and you come from a similar childhood. Mm-hmm. And I grew up in a house where, um, yeah, I dated people and my parents would make me sound like I was the demon mm-hmm. <laughs> between them. I'd be like, look, I'm probably the best child y'all got. <laughs> but, you know, yep. but it would, it would have a lot to do with me having, like, low self-esteem with it. I didn't struggle with a lot, but I did have the twin identity thing I went through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was this person used to doing something that everybody else having another half. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you're breaking that, uh, you know, breaking away from your twin, you tend to want to latch that on to other people. Right. And so when you do hook with somebody or you care deeply for somebody, they are like that remnants of your twin. And you're trying to, we're supposed to do this. You're supposed to be this to me. And you are obligated to me to do. And it's like, no, that was uh, for 18 years type contract. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and some people keep it longer. But um, that contract is is done at Nolan this point. Boyd. Right, yeah. it's null and void. You guys are individuals and you're over here and they're over there. And um, I, it's, it's sad because I said on a day where um, I have... A friend on Instagram who lost his twin brother yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, he lost a battle to colon cancer, and wow. he was battling it out. And they were, I mean, literally like identical twins. Mm-hmm. And you to watch him diminish away and to be in that situation, you know, I, I definitely understand how he feels. So, you know, right. um, most part of this episode is going to be dedicated to that. Um, but I think in self acknowledgement, the growth that comes with it how you can start loving you and be unapologetic about mm-hmm. it. It's the most beautiful thing. And then it taught me what I did wrong and it made me own up to it. Mm-hmm. And then it also put it in a position for me to be definitive on what I do from here on out. Right. So when I, think I enjoy it. Yeah. I think it also kind of gives you the opportunity to open your eyes to, you know, I think you and I probably both went through a phase where we blamed a lot of the way that we were and the way that we felt on how we grew up. You know, we've talked about that before. Bullshit. Right, Right. literally, (laughs) literally. But it helps us see, like, why our parents were the way they were. Yeah. You know, now I can look at some of the things that my parents did, and I'm like, wow, so you were depressed too. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So that's, I mean, that that's the defined bullshit right. of it because bullshit is different for everybody. Right. You know, what, what I label bullshit may not be what you label bullshit. What you label bullshit may not be what Don labels bullshit. Right. What Don labels bullshit may, may not be what Antoine labels we got, bullshit. We all got different bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's di- bullshit is bullshit. So that's why we say uh, define bullshit self-acknowledgement is what is bullshit to you? Mm-hmm. Like, like what is not only are it's bullshit coming from you, because what do you do that you like, that was some fuck shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I did some fuck shit. Right. Or what is it, you know, you be like, what you telling me, that's bullshit. Right. Who you are acting towards me, that's bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like we have people like we work with mm-hmm. and or that we're friends with or that we're even in relationships with. Relationships and then, 100%. Right, and it's like, 
everybody can say being in a relationship with somebody, that person that said or done some bullshit mm-hmm. that you've been like, I could whip your ass. Literally. Right now. <laughs> but again, like self-acknowledgement, we've also done our own bullshit. Right. You know, there's times, which I think is the beauty of being in such a loving, right. committed relationship is sometimes you can do some bullshit, but yeah. as long as you're able to come back and be like, look, you're good. I fucked up. <laughs> I think, so I think for me, bullshit is a common ground. Right. It's, it's like... Let's step out here and your bullshit on the table and my bullshit on the table and we're going to make this a beautiful ass thing. But it's like sometimes if your bullshit is three bags and my bullshit is just a handbag, we got a kind of a fucking problem <laughs> at this point because you putting a little bit too much bullshit on the table and that's not working for me. So it's like the, I think in throughout the bullshit in anybody's life, whether it's in a relationship, work, whatever, personal, um, it should all you should always come out on top after mm. going through bullshit. Um, you should always want to you at, least. at least want to, right? Um, because growth takes going through bullshit, mm-hmm. and it's like it's not it's not a I want to be this person today, and then you're just this person tomorrow. Right. It's 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 not that. It's you have to say I want to be this person, and there's gonna be bullshit because you're gonna have your people who are gonna accept that new person, and you're gonna have people who are gonna. Get my words right. Consistently remind you of that old individual. Right, right. I mean, because that's the thing too is like, we both have come and grown and kind of molded ourselves into the person that we wanted to be. Yeah. You know, and when people come in and they're like, "Do you remember the Jodeci that you were?" and it's like. Yeah, I do, but I've grown from that. So let's stop bringing that up because right. you're just putting me down. And if you want to put me down, then you're the bullshit that I don't need. Exactly. Right. And it, and it, it is a round table for what we've been so far, which is um, um, fuck them, mm-hmm. true realization. Mm-hmm. Because that's realizing some, not everybody's there to be there. No. And um, not everybody really wants to be that supporting party. And some people are pretending to be that supporting party. And what's bullshit about that is you're with me not because you care. You're with me because I'm your come up. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you're winning, then I'm next in line. And it's like, no, I can win for 10 years straight and you not win one. Mm -hmm. Like it's, you don't, you can't replicate what I'm doing and try to redo it. You know what I mean? So yeah, I hate when people do that. I hate when people be like, oh, this was Jodeci were back then. This was Terrell you were back then. Or da 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 da. And it's like, so like Terrell that. has kind of changed. Like, like I don't lie. Terrell back in the day would have literally went to war with you, no problems, no, no verbal, just we just finna go handle this shit. And me now would be like, I'm not gonna let you take me out of my element to get to your level. Right. Your your bullshit doesn't concern me and what I do. I mean my and, life's 182. Right. So it's like at this, at this point, um you can move to the side when you get your shit together we can talk then but I'm not finna take your shit on top of my shit right, right. I'm just not finna do that so the lovely thing about having this smoke break with you is your mom of four mm-hmm. you're married um you have a great career singing voice and you know she can sing y'all <laughs> and <laughs> um so being all of that in one entity, you know, it's like mom, wife, just Jodeci, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's great to talk with someone with that experience because then self-acknowledgement is what it takes to stay sane mm-hmm. because in that moment, everything you do 
like you say, it's a ripple effect down the line. Mm-hmm. So it's like, like as far as work, mental work for you, it's how do you pressure. how do you keep the sanity? I mean, there's a lot of extra pressure, uh, but I have to do it, you yeah. know. And again, knowing that I have four little eyes, well, four little kids with right. eight little eyes looking at me. <laughs> Imagine. I was gonna be um, like, hold on, what? You got Cyclops as kids. <laughs> oh man. But having all of them watching me and watching everything I do, they're learning from that. Yeah. And I know how I felt growing up and I know how I've even struggled now throughout the years and I just have to put the extra effort and the extra hard work into holding that sanity down because I want them to be better. Like I want them to have a life that I didn't have. I don't want them to have self-hatred. I don't want them to deal with all the mental illnesses that have hindered me in life. And, you know, and the thing is, is I'm also um, like a story of someone who's been through it, but has come out of it too, you know, and it's, it's just really healthy, you know. And I mean, the, the good part about it is, like that's this is the main reason for the podcast in general. I know I said it like every episode, but it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the goal is to help. Mm-hmm. That's that's why we take smoke books. It's, it's done throughout the day so we can get our sanity back together and go back to dealing with our everyday lives because they are stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, so this moment is a moment to break that down and just kind of chill out and talk about the real shit. And, mm-hmm. and pretty sure somebody listening is taking it in and like, you know what? I fully understand. Right. Um, And I've, like I said, I've been through a lot um, as far as I was in a, I was getting ready to do bodybuilding at one point. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking about heavy training. Um, (laughs) I even had a name for myself around the gym. Like Mm -hmm. I was the new guy stepped in and just showed out, you know. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of that, got into a car accident. You know, I was told my body would never be the same. You know, I couldn't do the power lift and stuff anymore. Um, and for a moment, I remember going through a very depressive, de- depressing state because I couldn't do stuff on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody had to help me get dressed every morning, this and that stuff like that. And I'm the independent person, like you say, mm-hmm. we are the we are the caretakers, mm-hmm. not the ones to be taken care of. Right. So it's like for us, we could be missing a leg and we'll still be dragging around mm-hmm. the house. Like, look, you're not finna do shit for me. I got me. Yes. Do you. So, you know, that's us. And so I went through that and that was the whole, that was the first mental like block that was bust in my head mm-hmm. because it was like, bro, sometimes you gotta let people do for you. Mm-hmm. It was like, even when you don't want to that, and that's my biggest pet peeve. I'm so used to doing it myself that I'm like, no. Let me do it. That, so, on top of your escape being taken away from you, right? It's just, it's hard. It was, men- it was yeah. mentally draining. It was hard. I, it, it got dark, real dark, because mm-hmm. it was, what do I do? What the thing that I was pushing towards doing is taken away from me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to be no, and I had to mentally tell myself, you're not going to be the same you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that piece of acknowledgement is a lot to take in. It's like, I was just Superman, and now I'm Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and 
And it's like, I could do a little strong feast, but nothing that people will fully notice. I'm just, I'm, I'm mortal now, you know? Mm-hmm. And I did, I was able to get back into the gym and I, you know, I'm still a little bit stronger than most people. Mm-hmm. But um, at the same time, it's, it was a growing experience. And right. it was a moment of like acknowledgement for myself. Mm-hmm. And coming from Jackson, Mississippi and then moving to Charlotte. And then I remember even when I got here, it was, bit on the depressants. I was like, what am I doing? Right. Am I here trying to... It's like, so this whole journey of, in the past two years have been self-acknowledgement. It's mm-hmm. been me learning to acknowledge myself in wow. any situation and not just take, oh, I'm just going to acknowledge me when it pertains to everybody else and not when it pertains to me. So that self-love started to develop and now it's full-blown and it's like, look, you can't fuck me up. Mm-hmm. I bullshit (laughs) right well and I think that's the other part of it too is like self-love requires you to call out your own bullshit if you love yourself you need to love yourself to say enough to say look this isn't gonna work and the other part of that is is you can tell yourself this isn't gonna work but don't sit there beating yourself up over it because I think that's something you and I both do where we'll we'll fuck up and then we'll be like oh well now I'm a piece of shit shit because I fucked up be like why why didn't Mm -hmm. I do Right. I mean, the main time it happens, y'all, is when I go to the casino, but, um, (laughs) or drink a little bit too much like I did Saturday, but, uh, because that was a real, why the fuck did I take them two bottles home? Um, (laughs) but, um, like, it was, um, it is, we do beat ourselves down, and I think it's just the nature in us to push to try to be that perfectionist for mm-hmm. for us because we're so used to being that for everybody. We're perfect when it comes to dealing with everybody else's shit. Right. And it comes to us and we do something that's flawed and we don't understand how we did it but if I'd have did it for so-and-so over here it would have been perfect. Mm-hmm. Then we like oh fuck. Right. Well and I, you know I think that comes from too like feeling the need to be perfect is because like we were put down so much growing up that yeah. we almost feel like we have something to prove yeah which is kind of disturbing when you think about it it is, it is. <laughs> but it's the reality it's, it's bullshit people. right it's, it's our bullshit. bullshit it's our bullshit <laughs> <laughs> so it's um we got what, three more minutes okay so we are at the growth level so let's say how we have pushed to change it mm-hmm. what have we done I can say for me, um, I learned to open up when stuff is getting to me. Um, and if, even if in that moment I don't want to discuss it, I will still make you aware that it's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be adult enough to make my statements definitive so you would understand the severity of the situation. And I will not allow you to overtake who I am as a person. Right. So that's my That's your healing. Yeah, yeah, that's my healing. So you, ma'am? I mean, for me, I, I it's kind of along the same lines. I kind of tend to hold myself more accountable instead of just having these thoughts of these things. I, you know, go to Dominic and tell him like, hey, just FYI, even if I don't, like you said, have a full-blown yeah. conversation about it. Once I speak it into existence and it, the words actually come out of my mouth, that's when I'm able to accept like oh that is disgusting don't say that about yourself or don't feel that way about yourself Um, and I'm able to hold myself more accountable that way and 
now I don't want to hear it, so I don't say so it, so I don't, it. you know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, that's in the trash, exactly. and that's not coming back, exactly. so that's good. Um, so as we come down to the end of this smoke break, um, y'all can definitely know that Jodeci will be coming back, so be listening right. out. She will definitely be on more episodes to come. Um, also, I just want to speak some peace, but I'll let Jodeci say hers first. So leave us with a positive message. Um, I guess all I'll say is just, you know, we're all worth it and we all have to remember and remind ourselves. And some days it's going to be really difficult to tell yourself your own worth and you may not realize it in that moment. But you need to make even just a minute out of every day to remind yourself how amazing and how much you mean to yourself. That's beautiful. I'm going to finish you out with... Know that you are worth it, regardless of what anyone has to say. Remember that what you do today can affect your tomorrow. And positive thinking is always positively good. That's true. <laughs> so make sure that you're being creative if that's what you love to do. Make sure you're living, loving, thriving, and you're being the best you that you know how to be. Because at the end of the day, we are this was the end of our smoke break. I hope you guys enjoyed and tune in for the next week. I am your host, Terrell, and the lovely Jodeci is here. I say bye. Bye. I love you guys. <laughs> and we will see you on the next smoke break. You guys keep living and loving. <laughs>